Howdy, you're listening to Think Brazos, a podcast dedicated to improving housing affordability, economic opportunity, and financial stability in Brazos County. Think Brazos is a project of Bryan College Station Habitat for Humanity. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and Alexa. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Think Brazos and give us a stunning review. And just remember, think local, think Brazos. Your housing costs are impacted by policies at every single level of government, so housing's always on the ballot. That's why Think Brazos is excited to share with you these local candidate interviews so that you're ready to vote down ballot in the election this November. Think Brazos interviewed both candidates who are running for the City of Bryan single-member District 4 in the election this November. In this episode, Charles Coates speaks with Doris Mashinsky about her background and priorities for Bryan should she win in November. We'll leave a link in the show notes for her opponent, Flynn Adcock's episode. Enjoy the interview. This is Think Brazos. This is a podcast of BCS Habitat for Humanity. We're here today with Ms. Doris Machinsky is running for the single member District 4 of the City of Bryan City Council. Thank you so much for being here today. Okay. Um, I'm glad to be here. Glad you asked me. Thank you. Absolutely. Happy to do it. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and uh, why you decided to run for the single member district of the city council? Okay. My background, a little bit about my background. I moved here 23 years ago from Louisiana. Mm -hmm. However, my, I have roots here in Bryan. My parents lived here for a while. My father was with the dining halls at A&M for a short period of time. And I have a sister that's lived here. So my involvement in Bryan really goes back when Marvin Tate was the mayor of Bryan. And that's what, 30, 35 years ago, something like that. I don't remember exactly. I have a master's degree in social work. I became involved politically when my daughter was born in 1982, she had Down syndrome. And I realized that I was going to have to become politically involved in order to have her needs met and the needs of my family and the needs of other families met. I was a non-traditional student, at college student. I graduated from, back then it was Texas State University at Southwest. And now it is Texas State University. I got my undergraduate degree, and then I got my master's degree Mm -hmm. in 2004. And this is my home. So one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, you said, you know, Brian is your home, that you've lived here for a number of years. How long have you lived in single-member District 4? I closed on this house a year ago, September the 5th. And I Mm -hmm. actually moved into the home in October. Okay. Toward the end of October. Got it. And as far as, I know there's a rule as far as you have to, I guess, live in the district for six months. Is that right? Six months, yes. Okay. I know they're looking to possibly change that to one year. And their argument was that you got to be able to, I guess, know the district. Do you feel that you know the district well enough to be able to represent the people of district? Most definitely. My work history, 
I work at Children's Protective Services in Bryan for, I retired from there after 13 years of employment with them. I know the streets better than most people that have lived here their whole lives. Because mm -hmm. of the nature of my work, I was in families' homes. I was at different meetings around town. I know this town very well. So let me ask you another question yeah. before we get into to housing. I did speak with your opponent yesterday, and one of his talking points is that he's not running with a, what he calls a bee in his bonnet. You know, a lot of things he wants to change. Yeah. On your side, do you feel that you are in a sense, running with a bee in your bonnet, that you have a lot of things that you would like to change about the city? The only thing, a bee in my bonnet, I'm not going to use that terminology. Sure. Because the reason I'm running is, from what I have seen and heard, not every person, every citizen in Bryan, in my district, even, or in the whole town, I'll be working with as a in combination with other council members, their voices are not heard. They're not being listened to. I'm concerned about the structure of the council and the way the meetings are set up. I don't know enough about it right now, but I don't think all the citizens are heard whenever they have something they want to discuss. So you're running because you want to make sure that the people's voices are better heard. Is that that's, that is so accurate because we can't have a strong, stable government and city unless everyone is given the opportunity to provide input into where they live, what they do, and how they go about their daily business. Mm -hmm. Well, things have definitely changed in the last six months to a year with COVID and everything else. But one of the questions that I do like to ask candidates is, in your case with the city of Bryan, what do you see is maybe the number one issue coming down the road? I guess you would call it a obstacle to overcome for the city of Bryan that you see. And then what do you think you could do about it if elected? Economical stability is the main thing. We had businesses closing. The foundation of a community is your people that own the small businesses. A lot of small businesses have had to close down. And we need to figure out a way to keep that from happening and put that back in place, supports for people. I plan to work with agencies in the community. We have economists. We have a lot of people. We have a lot of talent at A&M that we need to talk to, to see how we can best recover. We have a whole city of College Station. We have such a close, I mean, there's no wall between the cities. It's just an imaginary line. We have to work together to affect our economy. We can't be single entity and expect things to change. We're all going to have to come together. And that's one of the things that I am very good at, looking toward other people for help. Okay. As far as the city of Bryan, does the city of Bryan have an affordable housing problem, in your opinion? Oh, most definitely. Yes, they do. Whenever... 
I looked, whenever I thought about affordable housing, one of the first things I did was to find out the definition of affordable housing. So of course I went online and I came back and affordable housing, according to the data that I found, is 30% of a person's income. So I put pencil to paper. So what I came with, I'm going to read my notes here. I made some notes while I was doing sure. that. Okay, even at the minimum wage, right now in Texas, minimum wage is $7.25 an hour. And from what I know about working with people who have a lower income bracket, very few of them work even 40 hours a week because they're in industries that cut hours back. Okay. So what I did was, even if we have somebody working full-time, 40 hours a week for $7.25 an hour, we come up with $1,160 per month that the family's income is. 30% of that is $348. There is nowhere in Bryan that I know of that you could find a house for a family of six or three or four that is only $348 a month. And then I said, okay, how much income would you have to have if you made $15 an hour? Even that is, you know, the most you could afford was $720 a month for the rent. Hmm. That's not available here in Bryan College Station. We need to do something about that. And also the earning power of people by education, training, skills training, whatever it takes. So that's a really good point that you bring up. The affordability problem in this town, just like most places, is very, very difficult, especially for the low income. So there are some policies that Brian has done recently that kind of encourage us as Habitat in certain parts of the city, I don't know if you followed the Midtown plan uh, and the area plan and that sort of thing, but one of the things that they did, and Habitat, believe it or not, actually came out and supported it for this reason, is that it the intention is to expand housing in this part of the city. And by doing things like what you call accessory dwelling units, uh, where somebody can build a smaller home in their backyard and rent it out to increase the housing. So those kind of areas of it, we're, we kind of like, what did you think of the plan or generally the idea of increasing housing and affordable housing through things like accessory dwelling units and those kind of things? Would you support broadening that to the whole city even? Yes, I would support that. Any way that we can get, well, not anyway. I want to, there are some limits to what I think should be done. Sure. But if we can get a housing situation better for the families, then we need to pursue that course because mm-hmm. we do not have anything right now, or it's very mm-hmm. limited right now. Anything that right. increases that, we need to pursue it. If elected, how would you work with? the neighbor right to the south because this really is one combined um, land and, and housing market. How would you work with them to to try to deal with the affordable housing issues in Bryant? Do you have any ideas? Well, there? first of all, you have to reach out and sure. acknowledge that we need to be working together and we need to find out how we can work together. 
and how we can do things together for benefit for all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's Uh, some kind of, some kind of committee or something needs to be done so that we can work together to do something. If you were to sum up in just a couple sentences, what your campaign platform is, what would that be? In a couple of sentences, my campaign platform. If you need more than a couple of sentences, you can. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And this is going to sound so simplistic and it's really kind of so general, but what we need is cooperation with everyone in all areas. So the housing problem, the education problems, there are a lot of good things happening. We need to build on those good things and see where we can get to have every citizen with access to everything they need to meet their needs. I'm going to be open with them. I want people to come to me. I want to work with them to solve their issues. So as far as the current city council, there are two spots that are open for a vote this November. One of them is yes. what you're running for. The other one is Bobby Gutierrez, who's on the planning and zoning. And then I believe Jana. Jana. Schreiber. Yes. Um, Schreiber. That's I right. I am saying that. <laughs> so, so there are two spots that are going to change there. Do you feel that you can have a constructive relationship with those existing four. Do you know them well? And and how do you think you could better work alongside them? I don't know them well. And I know that, okay, let me give you an example of what I did in Louisiana of my ability to work with people who may have an opposing difference or whatever. I can't remember the word, but anyway. Okay. In Louisiana, what I did was I had a daughter with Down syndrome She was born in 1982. Central Louisiana, I moved here from Alexandria and had a lot of residential facilities for people with special needs. What I did in Louisiana was to work with the people who had family members that lived in the institutions in an effort to understand what they needed so that they could understand me because I wanted my daughter to live in my home, in the community. I did not want her to have to go to live in an institution. And I knew that in order to develop some of the community-based supports that we were working on in Louisiana, I was going to have to work with the people in the institutions and their parents. So we joined forces. I joined forces with them in order so that we each had what we wanted, but we weren't enemies. I'm very good at reaching across the aisle and involving people to let them know that, yes, we're going to work together to solve this. I can do the same thing with the city council in Ryan. I'm not a vindictive person, but I am a strong person and we have to work together. I'm going to use whatever I can to work together with them. That's the only way we're going to resolve our differences. So if someone listening, when we get this published, would like to get in touch with you, would like to maybe help with your campaign or help in some way, how would they get in touch with you? 
I can give you my cell phone number. That is 979-574-4052. My email address is mashinsky dot the one for you all one word at gmail.com thank you very much so this has been doris mashinsky candidate for the single member district place four single member district for city council city of Bryan. you're welcome thank you for having me We hope you enjoyed this episode of Think Brasses. Be sure to check out our other interviews and let us know what you think by leaving us a review. And when you're at the ballot box, just remember, think local, think Brasses.